Good morning. Good morning. Java Delight will uplift you. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Grab your coffee. Stay tuned. This show is about to begin. morning ladies and gentlemen and people all over the world i want to thank you for tuning in today my name is brandon croucher i get the wonderful what it sounded like you forgot your name my name is Brandon i had to think of it like i was debating on if i say your name first or like just like i'm like my name is ilsa and I live, I am a South African queen, they tell me. Uh, but no, I, my name is Brandon Croucher. This is Delight Cafe. Today we have a wonderful day. It has been an extending weekend. Good morning, you beautiful soul, Miss Sherry McQueen. I have seen so many people. I got to do a wedding this weekend. I got to do a whole bunch of stuff. That was an experience in itself. Uh, but it, it's been a fun weekend, and we had a very unique week last week, Elsa. But this week's going to be fun. I think I know this week's going to be a good one. How are you doing? I am very, very well. I had a relaxing Monday morning. I just decided this morning that my Monday will be the new Sunday. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Because um, I usually work until late on a Saturday, on a Friday afternoon or, or evening, and then I don't really have much time off. So before I do the show, and because it's Monday, it's Mental Health Monday. So this weekend's energies were up. <laughs> I was so emotional at one stage and what? I do not know why no I think there's so many things happening with a lot of people around the world and 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 just fear and everything and 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 sometimes you can actually just feel the energy just drop okay. so do you I feel the energy I took some me time um and 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 just did some some things that I needed to do for myself just to get back on track because it's been a hectic a hectic couple of weeks, but this weekend was quite quite the roller coaster ride. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound good at all. I hope that it was like a, a good roller coaster ride. Yes, like, did you no, some of the hoops that life threw me has been it, it, it's it's been well received where i actually used my voice like jessica dugas said um, just standing up for myself on friday and this morning i actually had a call from my lawyer saying that he's got papers for me to sign so hopefully hopefully by wednesday they did not change whatever was on it 
do something yeah. stupid to buy time again and waste my time because this has happened before. So I don't want to get too excited. But my wedding dress found its way to me because I've got a plan with it. I love that oh. dress. I love that dress. And, and, and my plan is to, as soon as I sign my papers, to do a photo shoot where I set that dress alight. And wait, wait, wait. You, to... you love that dress, but you're going to go set it on fire? Yes, I love my dress because it gave me my daughter. And, of course, my youngest daughter was here <laughs> over the weekend. So now she sees the dress lying here. And she goes like, oh, mommy, this is such a pretty dress. And I'm like, oh, thank you. It's the dress that I wore when I married your daddy. And she goes like, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no. no like, it's not that bad. But it's not because I married her dad. It's because she doesn't... Uh, 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 Somebody, I don't know who told her that marriage and everything is like, <laughs> and I'm just trying to explain to the kids. It's not the wedding that's or the marriage. It's the person you marry. So it's got nothing to do with the dress or anything. So she's like in love with this dress. And I'm like, I like this dress because it gave me you. And she smiled. And I'm like, but I'm going to set it alight, baby. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> she's five or six. She's five. She's turning six in February on the 23rd. Okay. Okay. She's turning six then, which makes it very interesting to me because if she's turning six, can she start playing with fire? Yes. I mean, I don't know why she hasn't started earlier. I mean, oh I've seen kids on TikTok that's one and a half years that cook their own eggs and i mean that's impressive <laughs> so apparently the sooner you give them the the, the 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 dangerous stuff to play with the less you have to worry because they actually know how to use it uh, uh, what like, like playing with it yes this really like playing with I'm, fire I, no no i won't really um oh i want to do know, like, i have spin. enough Yes, I have enough eyes on me already. <laughs> Do you want the welfare at my house? No, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I don't do that, but it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get it. I, 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 I'll leave you alone on that one. Like, Can you tell me, how did your team do yesterday? Is I, that a, a moment of silence for the Browns? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I actually put it out there that your team wins because I didn't want to see your lip this morning. I'm sorry. Maybe the next one. Hey, I'll, I'll... Honestly, so here's my thing. And I, I say this as a sports fan, knowing most of our audience is not sports fans. We took one of the best teams in the league, being the normal laughing stock of the league, and we took them to the wire. We took them in their stadium with their fans. First game of the season, lots of changes all the way. To, we had the lead three-fourths of the game, and then it ended. And so like, we, we, we fell apart at the end. But the thing is, that's what good teams have to fix, is they have to learn how to close out games. And the team that we lost to has been to the last two Super Bowls. So that means they're a very good team that it's going to be, hi, Sherry. Um 
I am Brandon. No, you're you are Sherry. You are Sherry. You, <laughs> you are Sherry. Um, but I literally like I I I I sat at this wedding and I, I skipped the watching the game to be at a wedding and make a little bit of money and blah blah blah. But the thing is, I was there having fun. And I watched the minute the Browns fell apart in the fourth quarter, near the end, and like, it, I was it. I did look what you did to me, Ilsa. I didn't bring the Browns up, and she's already making fun of me. <laughs> uh, it I was me. It was all me. It was all me. I just had to it's ask. Fine. But I, but it's I should have known. I should have known. That if you didn't come on here and shout it with your brown shirt, that you guys did not win. So next time I'll just read the signs better. <laughs> Honestly, it was one of these things where we had so much fun. I'm at this wedding and everybody goes from, yeah, high five, uh, pouring shots, yeah, to all of a sudden you see a miscue, a fumble, things like that. And they turn around in the bar, the, the, <laughs> the audience, the fan, the fans that are all around, typical Browns, and I'm the one in the middle of this wedding going, shut your face. That is negative self-talk. I'm yelling at everybody. They're laughing at me. I'm like, I'm not laughing. That is not funny. Go out there and realize we have to change this. And they are like, they're like, no, this is what we're used to. I'm like, bullshit, self-talk. Like, listen to what you're saying. Uh, meant we're used to. Change that mindset. We're, we're used to this. No, and it was it was fun because I got to actually like be me and not me. Like I got to pick on people, uh, in the sense that I literally like they had no idea who I was. They had no idea if my name is Brandon or Bob or Chad, and so I had fun with it. I played like I was a character and did my drinking gangs and had fun with it. And then Sherry McQueen says, "The Lions as well." They sucked in the beginning and bam, came back and scored 20 points and then they still lost. That's the most disappointing thing. When your team starts to get like the momentum to go, you're like, oh, can we do it? And then boom. Uh, we should go live on a Sunday during the home opener so you can see watch him cheer. Uh, <laughs> may the Brown, uh, the racing stripe. I, I May the Browns, the racing. I don't know what you're trying to say there. May the Browns. The racing stripe of Cleveland. He's trying to make a poop joke about the stripe and the the like brown stripe down the middle oh, of the okay, well, and, uh, He's in the back nodding his head. Maybe uh, I'm for that today. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thumbs down. That's Elsa like my... a two out of ten joke there. How did you like the video that Sherry McQueen sent you? Sherry, my angel, I have not done any reading of anybody's messages yet i cleaned my little space and tomorrow i need to do washing but tonight i am definitely reading everybody's messages i'm so sorry and i'm so bad over weekends with these things honestly it's one of these things where i literally i i I know how it feels. I opened up my my messenger today and I had like 19 Facebook messages that I haven't touched or cleared or anything. And I look at that and I'm like, Ugh. you know, like, it's just like, I don't want to keep answering messages. And it's always like random. Like, I feel like the more we do this, the more I get these random ones that I don't know if they're real people or fake people half the time. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, aren't real people also fake, so it doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> True. True. But so what are you, this week we have Mental Health Monday. Today is Monday. We're figuring out what we're going to be talking about for this Mental Health Monday. Um, I have to be honest, I have no idea what I want it to be because truth be told, I'm kind of beaten. I am tired. My my mental health is low right now. I gave a lot last week and then had it thrown in my face. And I'm kind of tired. And truth be told, I, I for Mental Health Monday, it's probably going to be me just talking about how we need to take care of ourselves. Like when you keep putting everybody else before yourself, you never end up getting a chance to fill yourself up. And we hear that so much, but it's boundaries. When you start setting boundaries for yourself, and I, I say that as someone who creates boundaries and then the minute i do everybody tells me my boundaries are wrong and for mental health monday i i i'm tired of being told i'm wrong when i give respect i should be giving it back and same thing for you same thing for brett and i would say that for anybody that comes on here or is it participating and i go ahead the the thing with 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 boundaries it's sometimes easier to set boundaries and then it is to enforce them the whole time. <laughs> what was she? All the time. <laughs> I, and I get what Panda's saying there. I like sound like I'm complaining. I'm just like, it's just too many messages. And now I'm like, oh. like, narcissist. <laughs> like Panda calls me out. I'm like, oh, all right. You're right, Panda. Uh, you win. I think I think setting up boundaries is sometimes more easier than, than, than actually enforcing them, especially when it comes to people that are close to you and that you see more and that pushes your boundaries more than people that don't do that. So you just need to keep putting them up and keep enforcing them. The people that don't want to conform to your, your boundaries shouldn't So let's play life. this game. Let's play this game. When you set boundaries with a kid a child, the boundaries that you set the kid learns because you're the parent. But what about with other adults, friends, other family members that you've grown up with? You start setting these boundaries, especially if you're changing about yourself to be better. People don't like that change because it means that they had something either they liked that they could get out of you or they, they don't like who you're becoming because it makes them look bad. And I think it's sad because it's like when you go to put yourself out the best of you out there, and you create boundaries for you, it shows you who believes in you and who doesn't the minute you all of a sudden put a boundary out there and they don't want to listen to you. And that's not just me, that's everybody. If Panda all of a sudden is doing something and she, it, Panda's like, yo, I don't want to, like, I don't think that's acceptable, blah, blah, blah. And then the person that they're saying that to gets mad. That's not a fair thing. That's not good for, that, that, they're not respecting Panda. They're not respecting Brit Brat. What you doing, Brit Brat? How you doing, girl? And like, it's, it's just one of my things because with it being Mental Health Monday, I'll be 100% honest. I am beyond exhausted. I, last week was an emotional drain. Saturday, I washed an entire like huge deck for my dad. I spent eight and a half hours just cleaning it before I could even spray it off and like power wash it. That's how dirty this, and Elsa, the pictures, you look at them, it looks like I took off an inch of like soot and dirt and shit. It was just, my dad came outside at one point and looked at it goes, ew. I'm like, right? Like, that's what's coming off of your deck. That's gross. And then yesterday, the wedding. So it's like, I really didn't stop this weekend to refill mm -hmm. myself. 
And it, it, it's hard to believe in yourself when you don't ever take that time to stop. Like you burn it at both ends of the candle. So I just say that because Mental Health Monday and I'm looking at myself in this camera going, fuck, Brandon, you should have really like taken time for you this weekend. But I was so angry at how I, I, I do put my boundaries out there to respect myself and then they don't get hurt. And then it has to be keep getting crossed after that. And that's just me being honest. I, I, I'm, I'm figuring out who I am and I, I hate that. But also take over because Brett's going to giving me a look like I'm talking too much in the back. Brett, don't give him the look. Nothing beats yeah. my money. <laughs> <He's> the, he, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Elsa. That was a great look, Brett. Thank you. He just takes his head and goes. Okay, so but what are you going to do? What are you going to do now? You've set up your boundaries. You're seeing what's happening and everything. But what are you going to do to 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 fill your cup? What are you going to do for yourself this week? And I'm going to keep you accountable for that because you need to show up and you need to show up for yourself first so, so why are you going uh, to show up for yourself first i have no idea that's a very good question what are you going to do to show up for yourself this week because i know you and i talked before the show you had a rough week last week too the uh, energy has been off lately and you have to focus really focus i like it hard rip rat inappropriate comments. <laughs> I like it inappropriate i like it hard <laughs> Like, good Lord. That's like Ilsa brushing her teeth on air today. And she's like, hold on. I got to spit. It wasn't on like, air. Oh it wasn't on air. <laughs> uh, is living, depression is living in the past. Be in the present. Okay. I'm not, uh, Brett, I am not insulting what you're saying. Totally get what you're saying. But I'm going to pull you in to talk about that because I wanted to, it's Mental Health Monday. And this is how we bring things up and we work on things. And as Elsa said, how are you going to self-love? Well, I'm asking, how do you guys self-love? And I'm asking the audience. I'm asking everybody because you, your hand's up, but you're still, did you do what I think you did? Did you really, did you give me Jill, J-I-L-L? -L? The best part is you're muted. <laughs> but like I, i'm asking a real question being in the present so elsa was with me the other day and we were in the present and we had a conversation on things and i wasn't I, I i'm not focusing on the past it's i literally the boundaries i created kept getting broken through my weekend where i had to let go of my boundaries to be like all right i don't know why this isn't happening i don't know why this or that and then it's like i the deck I did. Hey, is, isn't it? It isn't my fault. You can't read because you are focused on the sexual tension you have with me, which we don't share. Oh my God. Way to rebuttal. And I read it out loud. Well played, Brip Rat. Well played. That was a good burn on me. She like, like literally, she's like, I know how to put him in his place. But like, Sassy snap. <laughs> sassy snap. It's literally, oof, you got shut down. Panda, who asked you? You know what, Panda? I love you. Um, but like self-love. So for me last night, I sat up till I couldn't sleep last night. Just couldn't sleep. I read till about two 30 in the morning. Why? I just kept reading. Couldn't sleep. So that was my way of getting self-love. So I wasn't on my phone distracting myself and I have to be honest, I needed it. And then you and I were catching up this morning and it re stirs up those things. And it makes it where we know what we have to talk about. And now it's time to skim that shit off the top and remove it. And that's what I, I, I'm, I, I'm responding to that because you're saying, how do you self-love? 
I have no fucking idea what I need to do to self-love. And I mean that as in like, I could go take a shower after this. I could go spin fire. I, I, I have a long drive later today. I could be listening to motivational stuff in the car on that. I mean, there's a million different ways to do it, but like, how do you self-love? This is Mental Health Monday. And I'll be honest, my mental health is effed already because of last week. So talk to me, guys. I will shut up now and stop talking, being the blabbermouth that I am. My self-love is painting my nails, painting my toenails, shaving my legs, <laughs> doing everything to feel pretty because I do not do it every day. But there's two days that I usually give myself to just like, because you can't wash your hair every day. It's not healthy, although I wish I could. So the days I wash my hair, the days I just like, wash off those three days of energy and everything like take a clean shower and just chill and do what i want if i want to TikTok for two hours and i think that is self-love as that's what i do i TikTok for two hours send half the stuff to everybody <laughs> you have to see that you have to see that send it to my other accounts i'm always busy and 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 and, and another thing i do self-love is i create awareness for my pages and stuff. So I'll take that off time and invite people to my world. Can you hear me? I mean, regretfully, but yes. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I just got back from uh, South Dakota. South Dakota. <laughs> and I had to think about that. And here, I don't know if you can see this. This is an amazing uh, medallion that I got at a place that created Ascension Chambers. Okay. Oh, did you see it? Oh, that's nice. Infinity symbol. That is so awesome. Yeah, this is this is amazing. Um, and when you're talking about you know self love and so forth, part sometimes you need to just get out physically out of wherever you're at into something that's completely different. I had the opportunity this past week to be connected to some of the most amazing people um, I've met with tremendous. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And eight falling over um, some amazing energetic people in a, one of the most energetic places uh, in the United States <clears throat> and, okay. and to spend hours in <laughs> mineral waters that were used by the, um, by the native Americans or the indigenous hundreds of years ago and were found to be healing waters by the U S uh, military back in the late mid late 1800s. Mm -hmm. just a phenomenal place. But, you know, sometimes self-love is really about just getting away, getting away. like you spent. And, and here's something that, you know, we've talked about that you, you have an energy that radiates when you're with people, but at the same time, you need to have time to yourself where you can recharge. So, okay. Can I, let's tap into that. Cause I'd get told, God, Brandon, you have this energy. And when we learn to it, is that a fair analogy, Brett? Like, focus it, hone it in, yeah. get it going. It's powerful. Okay, great. 
how do you take that energy that I'm so good? Like yesterday to this wedding, I had maybe a hundred people. We were I'm doing what I do and I'm just being me, which is having fun and making everybody else have a good time, making, giving them the attention and laughing. That energy to myself, I don't know what that means. Like, how do I just pour myself drinks until I'm pass out drunk? That positivity, do I just sit in the mirror and be like, hey, you good looking, all you doing, you sexy son of a bitch? I, like, that's the things that I'm like, I goof. Like, Brett comes on and I'll tell you, hey, Brett, how you doing, you sexy man, you? <laughs> like, I, I, if I wasn't straight, I'd consider you, Brett. Like, no, like, I make those jokes, but like, <laughs> but like, to myself, I don't do that, and I don't know Did, what that was. like. I think that have you like, ever have you ever taken time like take time later today to sit somewhere and then think back as like somebody observing. <laughs> Look at that! It's like He's sitting now. It's like half dome at uh, <laughs> Yosemite. Is that? Can you see me? I can see the top part of your head, so it looks like the half dome mountain at, at, at Yosemite. I was, I was doing what I was told. You said take a moment to sit yeah. down. I sat well, down. Yeah. Um, and and act as an observer of you when you were at the wedding, and everybody was so drawn to your energy. Become an observer of yourself in that case to gen to see and feel the energy that you created as an audience to where you were, as opposed to being you where you were. All right, that's a very good analogy. Honestly, Brett, that's very good. I like the way you're thinking on that. I think that's a very good leadership thing. And this is not rebuttaling in a negative way. I'm thinking how I think. That reverse people watch, 100%. And I did have a question, thank you, Jaybird. How did you learn how to do smoke signals? How did I learn how to do smoke signals? Um, luckily, I didn't do any smoke signals, but I did make bubbles in the water. I'm going to just leave that where you have it. Uh, thank you, CK. Uh, this shirt, you guys want to laugh? My dad's friend who's in his 80s, okay, uh, gave away a bunch of shirts, and they're all like stuff I like. So I got a whole like slew of new shirts and all that by an 80 year old. And they look so good on me. Thank you, CK. I agree. Uh, that's the inner old man in me. Uh, when, I was in high, when I was in high school, I'd go buy sweaters that I felt like I should wear to college because they were my college sweaters. <laughs> and everybody in high school made fun of me. They were like, why? So bubbles in the water. Uh, cousin to my motoring boat, to the my motor boating. <laughs> <laughs> the only smoke single I know is the one that says, Oh my god, there's a fire. That's true, very true, Ben. Uh, but all right, so Brett, I take my energy, I get outside of it, and I see this person who's in a bar that's able to know the score of the game, that makes jokes, and like all these, it, like, ooh, Mary, let's see this. I recently discovered Marie. it's almost a Marie, I'm I'm sorry for I, I read quickly. You guys know my dyslexia. I recently discovered that it's almost impossible to have healthy boundaries without having a strong connection to self. Ooh, she's literally speaking. What I was about to ask. It's best. It 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 it's best if look inward and get to know who you truly are. 
Boundaries will be much easier to maintain, and you won't feel the resentment and frustration toward the inability to maintain your boundaries. And I think that is a phenomenal, phenomenal. Like, Ilsa, read that again for everybody to hear because you read better than me, and it's that powerful of, of things. Because, like, when you hear this, listen to how that should take inside your heart because I need to hear this. Go. Okay, so it says, I recently discovered it's almost impossible to have healthy boundaries without having a strong connection to self. It's best it look inward and get to know who you truly are. Boundaries will be much easier to maintain and you won't feel resentment and frustration towards your inability to, ma to, to maintain your boundaries. I have to be honest. It's one of those things. Go, go ahead, Brett. I heard you take a deep breath. No, I mean, th this is, I, I like I said, I had a chance to be with some amazing people, amazing spiritual, energetic people, um, where together there were eight of us, and the, the, the laughter that we had, the conversations that we had, the emotions that we had were absolutely phenomenal. I mean... I remember, you know, tearing up multiple times as people were telling me, you, you can feel this energy. You say you don't because you spend your time here. Spend your time here. And when, you, when I thought about that the first time, it took a, maybe a 15 minutes of conversation with this woman. And, and she's an older lady. Uh, not that much older, like maybe 10 years older, but she's got this spiritual thing and she's looking into me and she's talking about not having many role models in her life of a caring, concerned, masculine energy mm. around her. And that it, myself, my buddy Bob, my buddy Patrick, she felt that the energy that we emanated was something that she has never seen, especially in three males in the same place at the same time. Interesting. And, Interesting. And um, the next time I said something questioning my ability to feel energy, she came over and said, stop saying that, sit. And she's like, just feel. And literally within seconds, my eyes welled up because I know I can feel. I know I have that ability. It's just that it's getting out of my head and into my heart, into my body mind. Um, and just allowing myself to feel instead of to think about what I should be feeling. Honestly, and that's, that's, it, go ahead. I'm sorry, Brett. I, I, no, just agree. I, I think that's a great powerful, way of saying it. Amazingly powerful. And, and that's what I experienced over these past days. And part of the reason that we're moving uh, up to South Dakota. Yeah. Um, because this is where most of these, my friends now are relocating to. So we'll all be together in this space. Um, is Marie going to move there? I don't know yet. Do you know who Marie is, everybody? I do. Who's Marie, Brad? Who's, who's Marie? Marie is my girlfriend. Oh. I would like to say, as much as I pick on Brett, 
Marie is a knockout, and Brett got lucky with her. Like, I'm, like, wondering, like, Brett has to be a secret, like, billionaire, because, like, girls, uh, women like her usually date guys with one of two things, a lot of money or a lot of power, and I think his light or his light are really very special, <laughs> and I make two, but in a lot. I did, no, I did. I speak She's, in tongues much better. Say again? Wait, I missed that. Say again. <laughs> what did we just say? I missed it now. I I, so Kathy Nesbitt's over here laughing and saying, hello, Brett Branson. I'm Branson. I'm Branson, Missouri now. Welcome, Branson and Elsa. Happy Mental Health Monday. Yes, get connected to your heart. So I want to actually, I have the hardest time getting in touch with myself. So I started tarot cards to try to focus my energy on me and something specific. And I think that's a good thing. You speak in, uh, yeah, Branson, you speak in tongues. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, my effing G. Branson. It's Branson. from, from, from Daniel's son. Daniel's son. Brandon's son. Here you go. Brandon's son. Here's how you take care of things. You know, Brandon's son. Wax on. Fuck off. That's how you deal with some of this stuff. You got to do wax on. Fuck off. You know, forget about wow. that stuff. That could be great, especially with the Ninja Turtles, because that's where it comes from. Wax on, wax off. I think that's <laughs> now, Elsa. Tomorrow, are you going to join me? Because I am going to go to Kathy's class tomorrow, starting my day with that laughter, starting my day with that positivity, being like, just her laugh is so much fun. Um, I, I kind of want to just send her my playlist that I listen to when I want to dance. Because I have a feeling she would just be in her house, just be like, oh, I love it. Get, ooh, ooh. Uh, getting in touch with yourselves makes you go blind and grow hair on your hands. <laughs> and Brett, who taught you how to speak in tongues? That's what I want to know. It's years and years of practice. Oh, I can't wait to laugh with you either, Kathy. So, like, so Brett, let's use you as an example today. You were just in this heavenly place. You were great suggestion, Brett. A little bit, a little bit of fuck it is always needed, I think. I love it. Very sprinkle it on there. Fuck it. Um, like that's how I picture it. Fuck it. So, Brett, like, what are you gonna do today? Because you and I are gonna get off the phone and knowing you are off the, the show, you're gonna be tired. You're probably gonna go take a nap. You're probably gonna like lay down and that's just because i know you didn't sleep last night this is not me making fun of you what is brett gordon gonna do after leaving a magical place that he floated in bubbles and turned around and learned how to say the abc's with his tongue yep well, and then he what do you do today a bucket of fucks <laughs> a little bit of fucking <laughs> there you go brett Everybody's uh, using their F word today. I was like, I think I gave everybody an F word today. Uh, Harry Palms is said to reduce cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, okay, Elsa, I'm going to change this. Elsa and Brett, what are you going to do today for your self-love? It is Mental Health Monday. How the hell are you going to take care of your mental health today? Elsa's near the end of her day, and the sun is just rising in Brett's side of the world. So what are you guys going to do? Huh? How are you going to self-love? 
after the after the show i found this little gem of a place where on the premises where i live where it's containers where people store their stuff but you can actually they made stairs where you can walk on and sit on top of the container so by six o'clock i might still see a little bit of sunset and then i'd look at the moon and the stars as they come out and it gets darker and darker and that is how i'm like saying goodbye to monday and 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 just self loving some more <laughs> i i think that's great and then brett what are you going to do to self-love today if anybody's doing self-love today please put what you're going to do in the comments even if it's perverted i might read it depending on how perverted you get well Elsa, that doesn't mean make it up perverted i saw you smile way too big <laughs> i was just thinking of something nasty i can talk <laughs> I saw your eyes get so excited. She's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's scary. So, Brett, what is self-love for you today? How are you guys? How is the audience? What the F are you going to do to self-love? And I, uh, Sherry McQueen, that sounds amazing. Day, also, Sherry, wish I was there. There's, a, there's enough space on that container for everybody. <laughs> everybody. Just tell me when you land, I'll come and fetch you at the airport. <laughs> So Brett, self-love without choking. Today I for self-love actually is to go back and it, it's been a week where I've really not been on the internet and not responding and not taking time to acknowledge those that I was with and the amazing experience that I had as well as uh, a person uh, that Bob Seymour introduced me to when we went to Crazy Horse uh, with Bob, it was, it was amazing. I told, I asked him, I said, Hey, if you're there, I'm bringing some people out there and I just would love to say hi. And I did. And I started talking, you know, we're going to go around and see the, the, the museum and, you know, learn about that. And, and he's like, or you can come with me to do that. And here's, here's a person that I only met once with Bob, haven't really communicated with him since come back into there where he's the security and, uh, and he knows a lot of the history there. And he took another two hours to walk us around to enlighten us of everything that's going on within the crazy horse, uh, memorial the crazy horse museum the crazy horse monument and such an amazing soul i i did not want to ever presume somebody would do that especially since i'd only met him once yeah and here his soul was i'm here for you guys to show you around and take his day to do that with us. It was absolutely amazing. And I want to be able to acknowledge that because oftentimes the best way to serve yourself is to yeah. acknowledge others, to acknowledge what others have done, to thank them for those things that could be as simple as thank you for being you. Yeah. Uh, the gift of giving is oftentimes something that we don't even allow others to um, 
experience because we are ones that want to give. So we oftentimes stop or prevent them from actually giving to us what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And we're taking away their pleasure of being able to give to us, like to show us around the museum is something I wouldn't have presumed and was basically almost going to say, no, you don't have to do that. But that was his way of, of, of enjoying, of appreciating life by doing that. And, and uh, I know I've been really bad in the past. I have not been good at that. And I qualified it that way because the past is the past. Today is the present and the future is the future. In the past, I was not really good at allowing people to give because I felt the way that I needed to be is to always give, to always give, to always help, and to not allow others to give back to me, which is a joy for them that I was not allowing them to experience because of that. So, you know, he was able to do that. So today what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna acknowledge everybody that I was with, um, what we had a chance to experience. I can't even, it, it'll take a week to explain everything that, that I experienced and the energy that I experienced and where I got this and they, they create these ascension chambers, which I don't even, I didn't even know what they were, but once I experienced them, I was like, holy shit, like mind blowing in terms of where it takes you in terms of your thoughts, in terms of your, your presence, in terms of which world you're in. It was, it was crazy. And um, hmm. there was, I was lucky enough to be with a mother and a daughter who have this connection that's absolutely amazing. And they do this thing. Uh, have you ever heard of like singing bowls, you know, Himalayan singing bowls? I have. I have one back here where you can make a tone. It makes a tone when, when you're, um, Ooh. Gives you a frequency. Right. So what, you hear that, you remember that tone. This mother and daughter would get on either side of your ear and they could tone their voices precisely so that you're hearing that single tone from two people coming into each ear. And then they would work together and either raise or lower or change the, the, the tone that they were using based on how they felt energetically about what was happening with you while they were doing this toning. It was absolutely phenomenal to, uh, in, even if you're just not even in between, but just listening, there mm -hmm. are that they hit and it's like, makes you shiver. Just, I, I never experienced anything like that. It's almost like if you were to take this bowl or a bowl, multiple bowls like this and put it over your head and tone it and then change it to a different tone and change show it me. to a different tone. Huh? Can you show me? Uh, maybe if I can make this thing tone, I'm not sure right now. No, 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 on your head, on your, the thing on your head. I, I don't know what you mean. Like, oh, put it, on your head. put it over your head. Yeah, yeah. So I can get a haircut like <laughs> yours. Oh, I can reverse haircut like yours. 
Right? Right? No. All right. No, what you're saying is true, though. I, I really do. I want. I was making a joke. But, like, what those do is they present a frequency that's meant to be there that actually helps with the body, with your soul, with deep down inside. For them to do it, two different voices on opposite side of you is no, pretty cool. No, one voice. They two different people, able, one voice. Two different, yeah. And then because of their energetic feedback, they would modify the tone or extend the tone or whatever based on the feedback that they were getting from giving you the toning. And, and it was just amazing. And then I got a chance to sit in these ascension chambers and they did the same thing while you're in this other environment. Just mind blowing, mind blowing. So um, to be able to acknowledge them and they just moved to where I'm going to move. In, in, I, I'm so happy you said that because that is what our trip is also about um, next week. Um, we leave on Monday. I have today gone for the first time in my life ever and actually sent all my friends messages and said I need a sponsorship because I really want to do this. Because <laughs> so, I have the same... I have the same problem. I do not like when people give me things because I always think that there's something um, attached yeah. to that that is usually something negative. So I, for me to do that is one huge step. So we'll see because we need about 7,000 rand. So that is about, it's quite a bit of money um, to, 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 to go for the two of us. But we know we need to be there. So just please send. Brit Brad is exactly right. And this is a lot of things that we feel. We feel that <clears throat> if people do something for us or give something to us, we must reciprocate. Correct. Well, reciprocation can be just allowing them to do that. So that's what we're trying to feeling now. that they have for actually being able to give to us. Correct. And we oftentimes deny that or we immediately try to give back something or acknowledge, you know, and, and then we actually take away their experience of being able to feel what it feels to give, which is what they truly wanted to do. I, I think that Brit Brett makes a good point too because she's expressing how the fact that what it, it her second comment that came after that was how which isn't true about like when you're giving of yourself not everybody wants something in return right. but the ones that do have ruined the kindness that people give as a way of expressing their own self-love and i think mm -hmm. that's true because it's one of these things where i i, I have an energy that loves to give if that's not pretty obvious, I don't know what else to it, like. You're watching the wrong channel, but like, I love to give, help, express, and learn. And I, I feel like she said, there's times where my kindness gets turned into something where they expect something in return, and it's like you, you. That's where the boundaries start to come in, and that's where I have to. I have my issue is like, okay, so I'm giving. And now I'm supposed to not let you tell me that I'm the one that's wrong for what I was doing, but I have to be understanding on things, even if I don't think I was wrong. And it makes you feel bad about yourself because of these things. And that's where the self-love and then self-pity come in. And I don't want the self-pity because that's what it is. It is there. And I give, I give no expectations to anything in, in return. 
part of my purpose to help people however I can. And I live with that mentality. But when you get to the point where you're giving kindness, you're giving respect, and you're not able to give it back to yourself, there's a point where you just start seeing the world in a more negative light. And you don't want that. Like Brit Brat was saying, it make it's it's that it's expressing their own kind of self-love and you hit a point where you feel like you're just giving and giving and giving and you don't know how to give it back to yourself because the kindness in your heart goes out to everybody else does that make sense I, like yeah, i'm trying to make rip brad's point make sense with mine no it does well, it does make sense. well it goes back to what i was saying about this one woman um her name is terry nobody knows who she is she's not, not part of the show but she she arrived and me my and my two buddies were there to help her unpack her car simple just you know i don't even consider it to be an act of kindness i'm i'm like okay you're here i'm gonna help you and and she welled up in tears because she has not had one man do that often much less three men go out there to help her unpack her car. And she felt, you know, almost like, um, like Britt Bratt was saying, or, you know, that, or Sherry was saying, I can't remember who, where, where it's that they expect it. Yeah. Um, it's, it was amazing that, you know, something as simple as just being considerate Mm -hmm. was considered to be so much more by her because she hadn't experienced that level of kindness, mm. which to me was just simple respect or simple. I don't know how I, it's just something I do naturally. And, and so did my buddies. And, and yet she welled up and she's like, I almost felt afraid. And she did for a while. She's like, I was like, here, let me take that for you. And she's like, you know, no. And then she's like, okay. And, and she just, it was, it was an amazing experience for her. And she has since sent us an email saying that we helped to change her life and her outlook on what it is that a caring masculine energy can do without why do we, why some do sort we of manipulation or control associated with it. And why, why is it that it's got both sides on that one? And I mean that as in like you're doing the genuine thing, but because she has uh, she has had so many negative outcomes on this, she actually can't even trust you enough that your kindness is sincere. Do you know what I'm saying? So well, you have you know, that. I think and that then there's so many experiences in that certain, you know, that people have had in their life that is this, if they're, doing something nice for me, that means that they're going to come at me and either try to control me or you owe me this now type of a thing. The, the thing is, I, I think, I think the main thing, uh, it, it's got a lot to do with, with, with how you were brought up, not having that. You didn't have somebody in your life that said, you can be whoever you want and I'm going to love you like that. So just grow and be yourself because we are, as women, we have all these beliefs and everybody wants to control and, 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 and abuse. And we do not have the rights that, that men have. Um, we haven't had that in years and years and years. Um, and, 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 and that, that, that's where the different come, the difference comes in because, um, 
a lot of men have been raised to know that women are only good for cleaning, cooking, and having sex once you marry her, um, and, and, and they don't see you. And I think that is where it comes from, that the people that you have trusted, like your dad or someone that you married or, or whatever, have shown you why you should not trust people. I mean, I was married, uh, uh, me and my ex-husband now, we were together for quite a while, and I actually only got to know the real person once I decided to leave because I was seeing all the red flags and seeing where it's going and everything. And I mean, to, to take that kind of punch or, 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 or neglect or, 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 or just situation and, 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 and then trusting the same people that did the same, it gets difficult. And that's why people, we, women don't allow men to, 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 they hyper they, they they say that it one one trauma trauma um response from being in abusive relationships is high heightened independence i yes i agree um <clears throat> excuse me I, I, to extent to some extent it could be also male female thing if a mm -hmm. person has been sexually harassed by a man or even on a micro level to you avoid men expect things when they give and and at the same time i i women expect things too for certain things it's let's not play a man versus woman thing no I think, no it's no not i think thing. that it's like ilsa you have an ex husband boyfriend all of it i have an ex <clears throat> that literally is <laughs> and i and she and i love each other to this day we still talk because i respect the hell out of what how, how she does things is she a pain in my ass Yes, but I choose to keep her in my life because she balances me in other ways. When I'm off my shit, she will literally come on and say things to me that I need. And she's laughing and she knows I mean it in a complimentary way. And the fact that I can still have this interaction with my fiance, my ex-fiance shows you that you can work on things together. I just think that there's times where we've created what we think everybody else should be in our heads and when they don't match that stereotype, that uh, that idea, that that vessel of what we've created, we feel depleted in who they are. And if energy is real, then we're feeling that in ourselves because of that. When you give, mm. and it's because you keep giving to others. So that's where I have my th my thing. Like I agree with you, Sarah. Men do expect let, things, but you can't say I. Well, no, 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 no. That's let, that's let's quickly bullshit. run a quick survey. I was actually thinking thinking of this yesterday i mean if they magically it, uh, uh, okay five minutes <laughs> i'm just making sure we keep a cry on the clock if, if if they magically just annul everybody's marriages like magically just phone mm -hmm. everybody up and say right today if you do not want to be married to this person that you are married to you no implications. You can just walk out. How many people will stay in the relationships that they in? I well, I told Sarah at one point. I made the the joke that we should have a paper for every year of marriage. We can renew a contract. And as weird as that sound, it was to make sure that we're both putting our best foot forward in the relationship. So at the end of the year, there's not this animosity going into the next year. There's not this like, well, you didn't do ba 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 ba. It's look, I took care of the cleaning, I did the cooking, I did the this, we paid I paid the bills, whatever it is. It's 
you didn't do this and what you're balancing that back out and for me it's that was a way of making it where even the shit that we didn't want to deal with it had to come out so that way the two of us would be able to get stronger and build a better foundation together and it creates animosity it creates fighting well, but yeah there's there's a lot of expectations that when we don't meet our expectations when somebody doesn't meet our expectations then we feel disappointed we feel that they they took and didn't give back um you know we're hearing men men when they give they expect something back let me put it this way and let me ask the mothers out there about this how often is it that you raise your child or while you're raising your child and you're giving and you're giving and you're giving and then you're like i've done all of this and yet they're not giving back to me they're not respecting me is that not the woman's perspective of the same thing i'm giving like i'm giving from my heart and then when you turn around and say why aren't they giving back to me? Why why don't they appreciate what I'm doing? Are you not setting expectations internally in yourself that is saying, okay, I'm giving, but I expect you to love me. I expect you to give back to me. It's a di it's a different perspective on the same thing that we're talking about. I agree. I agree. Um, so before we sign off and bring in our guest, uh, we have a special guest today. Elsa, you're going to, you get the bio ready because you're reading it in a second. Yeah. Brett, before we sign off and get ready to interview our wonderful guest today, um, glad you're with us. I'm sending him a message thanking him for joining us as I type the wrong stuff in the private chats. And then <laughs> I, I, I try to do two things at once. You see what happens. ADD. Uh, Brett, is there anything before we leave about self-love, self-satisfaction for this Mental Health Monday you just want to emphasize at, uh, before we go diving into learning about Kevin and building up ourselves into our next realm? Yeah, um, kind of like what you were talking about earlier today is I think oftentimes we don't appreciate <laughs> ourselves enough. We don't appreciate those times that we've had a good feeling about ourselves. We haven't had a chance to look as the audience on ourself when we're doing something that is helping others, when others are, are enjoying our presence. And we don't take the time to enjoy our own presence. So build a, a library, you know, and actively write down like 10 events in your life where you felt very good about yourself. And, and the event that it happened. So when you're feeling down about things, you can go back and bring that to you and observe it from an observer's perspective as opposed to even feeling what it was like when you were there. I mean, that's cool as well, mm -hmm. but look at it from an observer's perspective, those that were really appreciating what was happening, or even if it is you just appreciating the nature around you, take that because oftentimes that's where we get lost we we forget about those events because of other shit that's happening in our life if we can go back and just read that and take ourselves back into that spot boom you're there boom all right elsa tell me about who we're interviewing today and brett thank you for being here this morning i know you're going to be in the background flipping me off giving me the bird all that, <laughs> and that i'm expecting it so uh <laughs> bye dad love you Thanks, Dad. Love you. Sorry, my dad's coming behind my, my screen here and talking to me, too. Go ahead, Elsa. 
I hope I pronounced this correctly. We are talking to Kevin, Ke Kevin Palmieri. I hope. Host, host of Top 100 Global Podcast, Next Level University. 700 plus episode list, episodes, listeners over 100 countries. Some people find rock bottom. He found out that rock bottom has a basement. In his mid-20s, he had it all. A beautiful girlfriend, a high-paying job, a sports car, a dream body, his dream body. But he still ended up sitting on the edge of the bed debating suicide several times. After his rock bottom moment, he went all in all in on self-improvement. He was determined to overcome his anxiety, to, to overcome his depression. Years later, he hosts a podcast with hundreds of thousands of downloads in over 100 countries. He's recorded over 700 episodes. He's given nearly 100 speeches and had the opportunity to do hundreds of coaching calls. He focused on learning what he didn't know and unlearning a lot too. And his life started to shift. It is his purpose to help other people get unstuck and get to the next level of their lives. I like that bio. Too bad that's not who we're interviewing today. That's a different guy. I'm just kidding. That's Kevin. Guys, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Hi, my name is Brandon. And over the past year, the Delay Cafe team and I have traveled across the U.S. researching this rapidly growing industry of CBD products. What we have found throughout the industry were products that were inconsistent in dosage and used ingredients that were even lab tested. Products with chalky textures, bitter aftertaste, and worst of all, confusion among the CBD consumers. That's why we created Delight Cafe. A 15 milligram lab-tested, all-natural, water-soluble hemp CBD powder pack. It's odorless, colorless, and tasteless. Add it to your favorite drink of choice wherever, whenever, on the go. Quickly find your calm, your balance, and your delight. Renowned, speaking in over a hundred countries, one of the top 100 podcasts ever produced in the world, with trophies and guitars behind him, taking us to the next level. University, Kevin Palamini, Palamini, son of a bitch! I, this is why Elsa does the reading. <laughs> Do you want me to throw it out there? <laughs> yeah, you could throw it out there. I was going to say, Brandon, Brandon, I've done it so many times where it's like. Okay, you get the bio, and then when you're about to do the name, you have that moment of like, all right, here we go. I'm going to throw it out there. Paul Mary, but it doesn't matter. It's all the same. I appreciate it. Paul Mary. <laughs> and the worst part is, Kevin, I'm literally reading it, and in my head, I'm like, all right, hooked on phonics. Pal And then the dyslexia comes in, and there's like 17 eyes, <laughs> and I'm like, ah! So, yeah. Kevin, you, I, I, you look young. You look very young. 32. You look like 32. So you have sat on the edge of your bed and thought suicide at a very young age. And I say that because uh, what a lot of people don't know is mental health for men actually kicks in around the ages of 27 to 35. And that's when they start to see like a big change in who they are mentally and all that. How did you, I, I say that as someone with the tattoo, I understand that. And I'm grateful you are with us today, even though I am just meeting you. So Kevin, Tell me a little bit about your story and when you were sitting on the edge of the bed, 
what made you realize you're worth way more than that, my friend? Sure. I appreciate the compliment. Thank you very much. Um, I'll take you back a little bit. I grew up in a broken home. I didn't meet my dad until I was 27. So I was raised by my mother and my grandmother. Definitely uh, not a lot of money. So a little bit of turmoil in my early upbringing. So I think I have a tattoo that says never quit. I'm the never quit kid. I think that's part of my, yes, yes. Um, that's part of my identity of, I've always been the person who I felt was the underdog. When I used to talk to my group of friends, like I was the one who was supposed to end up in jail. I was the one who was supposed to end up in trouble. Like that was the way it was kind of framed. I think I just adopted that because most of my family has been to jail in the past, but we'll, we'll stay off of that for now. So I jail, got it. I think we all do. I think we all do. Um, I job hopped like after high school, I decided I don't want to go to college. That's just not for me. I don't know what I want to do with life. So I was the townie gas, gas attendant. I worked in my town as the gas station guy for four years and nothing against that. I was there. So I know the feelings after that I went and became a personal trainer. I was a truck driver. I was a forklift operator. I was in the fire Academy and all of these things just kept me searching for more. I got this very unique opportunity to work at this place. We traveled up and down the East Coast of the United States, and we made government and state buildings more energy efficient. The beautiful thing was we got paid from states and governments, so I made anywhere from $50 to $125 an hour. So for somebody wow. at 24 years of age who doesn't yeah. have a college degree, and they say like, hey, you're going to be making a minimum of 50 bucks an hour. It's like, okay, that's roughly at least four times more than I've ever made. Like I'm in on this, like I'm going to do it. Cool. My first job ever, I get in the car with my boss who I'd only met once and we drive eight hours to, um, oh my God. I don't remember. I don't even remember the state where it was, but it's, it's down on the East, the Eastern uh, coast, Delaware, Delaware. We worked in oh, I love Delaware. That's the, beach. That was my first job with this company. I got in the car drove eight hours with my boss, met a bunch of people I had never met, and then learned a job I had never done making 50 bucks an hour. So it was I was just thrown into it. And I remember this too, and this is kind of part of my story. When we got down there, I did two things. I went to the grocery store, and the only thing I could afford was deli meat sandwich uh, bread and chips. That's what I ate for like the first three weeks down there, and I found a gym membership. Those are the two things I did when I went down there because I'm very into fitness. So this job really empowered me. When I started getting paychecks, it was like, okay, this is this could be something. This could be something. So fast forward a year and a half after that, the job was good. Like we weren't working a ton, but I was making good money. And at this point, if you snapshot my life, I'm 25. My girlfriend's a model. I'm making 80 bucks an hour. I have a brand new sports car, a new apartment, and I just finished a bodybuilding show. So I was in the best shape of my life ever. Everything from the outside looked amazing. It was, it's just, everybody must've thought I had an amazing life, but inside I was super insecure. I lacked confidence. I was genuinely afraid of my own shadow. And my girlfriend sat me down one day and said, Hey, I want to move to California. Like I want to chase my dreams and go to California. Like we should go. And Kevin, the self-improvement guy now said, no, here's a list of reasons why you shouldn't go and you're going to fail. Right? Like 
And it hurts me to think of that because that's the kind of person I was just so scarce. I was a good person. I wanted what was best for her. And I'll preface it with this. I believe many, many people, most people give advice based on their fears, based on their insecurities, based on their scarcity or failures. And I did the same thing. So I'm not speaking negatively to that. So my girlfriend ends up leaving me. She says, you know what? You're ever since we've moved, we moved in together. You've been very depressed. You've been very anxious. And I gave you a lot of chances to change. And I said, yes, you did. You definitely did. But I think what's best for me right now is I go chase my dreams. And of course, in the moment, I'm like, this is terrible. Oh my God, I hope you don't succeed. And then we're on good terms now and she's chasing her dreams. So I'm very happy for her. So after she left me, I had that moment of like, what am I going to do? I'm miserable. I'm not happy. Everybody thinks I am. What do I do? So I read books. I watched TED Talks. I listened to audiobooks, and I started doing self-improvement. I started with positive affirmations. So every night before I went to bed, I would say, you are handsome. You are talented. You are successful. You are worthy. And you'll see this last one became a pillar in my life. This year, you will make the most money you've ever made in your entire life. And I think I paid a little bit too much attention to that one. So the next year starts and I get a promotion to a foreman at my company, which means I'm running a lot of jobs. So I'm on the job site more. And we're in New Jersey. We're in New York. We're in Connecticut. We're in Virginia, just all over the place. I'm always on the road. We get to the end of the year and I had been on the road for 10 out of the 12 months, every week, hotel to hotel, only home on the weekends to do my laundry um, home for some of the holidays, but I was usually leaving like Sunday to go. So I was just never home. My friendships were strained. My relationships, I didn't really have any intimate relationships because I, I just had friends with benefits because I didn't have time. I just didn't have time for a relationship. So we get to the end of that year and I'm like, okay, I wanted to make six figures at 26 with no college degree before any of my friends. Like, did I do it? And I'm sitting at my kitchen table, very similar to this. And I open my pay stub and I see that six figures. And it was another one of those, nothing changed. I'm still insecure. I still don't have confidence. I'm still unhappy. I still have no vision of my future. So in that moment, I realized that for most of my life, I had been living unconsciously. I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious podcast. That was my first beginning of this journey. And I was just interviewing my friends about mental health battles with suicide and depression, what they really wanted to do. Like, what do you really want to do with your life? If you could do anything, like what would it be? And that became my passion project. So this job that filled my bank account now directly took away from my passion project. It's hard to do podcast interviews in crusty hotel rooms. We don't have the equipment. And so it got at the beginning, it was okay. It was like, yeah, I'll, I'll push the podcast off. Like, I'll get to it when I get to it. But as I felt more serious about it, I started calling out of work. I started leaving the job sites early. And then it got to the point where I'd have to be in New Jersey at 7 a.m. I would sleep in my bed in Massachusetts from 10 p.m. until like 1 a.m. and get up and drive straight to the job site. I'd work an eight-hour day. I'd go to the gym. On Friday, I'd do the opposite. I'd get up, work an eight-hour day, drive five or six hours home, go to the gym, and then go home and go to bed. Like that was that was my life. And 
where this is my the rock bottom basement moment. Rock bottom is when you don't have anything and you assume nobody cares. Rock bottom basement moment is when you crawl out of that and you find out there's a deeper hole. I'm sitting on the edge of a hotel bed in New Jersey and it's cold. It's a winter morning. It's dark. It's one of those soul sucking days where it's like, I cannot do this today. Like, I just do not care. I don't want to do this. I'm sitting on the edge of the bed. I'm lacing up my work boots. And the best way to explain it is there's 10 televisions on in my head at the same time. And they're all telling a different story. And one saying, you're stuck here forever. The other one is saying, if you leave this job, there's no way you find a job that pays you this kind of money. What will your friends think? What will your family think? And this is the loudest one. Do you really think you can be a successful podcaster? And the part that I didn't say earlier is in this moment, I genuinely thought taking my life would be the best thing for me. That wasn't the first time. I was probably like the third or fourth time that I was like, honestly, I don't want to be here. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. If this is everything, I don't want it. I just don't want to do it. Now, luckily, I texted my business partner and best friend, Alan, and I said, Alan, I'm I'm burning down, man. I don't feel good. Like, I don't know what to do. And he said, Kev, you have changed so much over the past few years, but your environment has to. Like, we have to, we have to formulate some kind of change. Brit has those 10 TVs on her head, she said. And I said, okay, what do I do? And him and I talked. And then three months later, I left my job. I, I quit and I went full-time into podcasting, into speaking, into coaching. And here we are. I quit in 2018, I believe. So here we are three and a half, almost four years later. And we have a multi six-figure business where all the other things that Ilsa read. So I appreciate that. But it's just... I went in on my purpose. And this is one of the things I always talk about. I went in on my purpose and I found a way to make it profitable. I didn't make money for a year and a half. I didn't make any money from the podcast for a year and a half. But what I did have was the pride of I liked who I was becoming. I remember walking around my kitchen broke, no money, like zero money, but thinking to myself, like for the first time in my life, I really like who I am. Like, I like who Kevin is. And that was just this weird feeling for me. And then we just kept doing our thing, building relationships with the listeners, speaking, coaching. And now here we are, and it's the best it's ever been. I genuinely, when I say living the dream, I mean it. Now, every dream has nightmares, so some days are harder than others. But I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to serve our community and to have something bigger than me. This podcast is bigger than me. The purpose is bigger than me and bigger than Alan. It's just our goal is to help people with holistic self-improvement. A lot of people are good at fitness. Cool. A lot of people are good at making money. Cool. A lot of people are really good in relationships. Cool. There aren't a lot of people who are great at everything. And I want to bring that with humility because our, our listeners are actually women. Many of our, our listeners are women. I think it's because we try to do it with the least amount of ego possible. Like, look, I suck at things. Like, I'm not great at everything. I'm not good at a lot of things. So it's okay if you're not good at these things too. One of the best compliments we've ever gotten from a listener after one of our speeches was you guys are heart-driven, but no BS. And that's what we try to do. Like, I want to tell the truth. I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to sugarcoat it. It will be hard, but it will be worth it. And I'd be doing a disservice to everybody watching and listening if I said like, look, chase your dreams. It's easy. It's the best thing ever. Like it is, it is the best thing ever, but it's far from easy. I, I, I am in that spot. Actually, I resigned my job a year ago, but actually finished now at the end of August. 
So not having an income, been working my whole life for income, not even to be rich, just to survive and, 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 and not even pay all your debt. Um, and, and, and I found out that, that, that doing the show and, and, and doing podcasts and, and getting my voice out there and, 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 and helping people is what I want to do. So I also like have to let go of a lot of things to do that um, and not go crazy. So I was actually looking on your, on your, on your page, you had a, 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 a um, I think it is a sentence that said you had to learn a lot and unlearn mm. a lot. What did you unlearn? What was the negative things that you had to cut out of your life? So when my dad left, I think that I internalized a lot of that. So I have a I have a mentor, David Meltzer. David Meltzer is one of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world, like top speaker, top coach. I question myself of like, do I belong here? Still to this day, you know, 700 and some odd episodes, I still get nervous before episodes sometimes. So I have to, and still have to, unlearn the not enoughness of like, if you dropped me on the planet now, erased my memory and said, okay, this is what you have. This is your business. This is your podcast. This is your speaking credentials. This is how many people you coach. This is what you know. How do you feel? I'd probably say like, oh, I feel great. That's awesome. Like, that's amazing because I don't have any of that past conditioning of the 32 years of my life. So for me, it's not enoughness. It's not leaning into perceived greatness. Everybody watching, listening, you are way better at something than many people, but Many people are afraid to tell you that because they're afraid you're going to leave them behind. Same with me. I was afraid to tell people what they were great at because they'd leave me behind. So that scarcity, I think scarcity is probably the best word, Ilsa, is I have to unlearn the scarcity that I have adopted from my surroundings. And one of the ways I've done that is be surrounded myself with people who are abundant. If you want to unlearn something conditioned, Surround yourself with the opposite conditioning and you'll learn that through absorption. With that being said, Kevin, how did you see the ones that weren't matching your level to not see it, to make sure you were building yourself to that next level? Great question. I am very blessed. I've always had a very small circle. I don't know if that was by design or I don't know, but it's just been like when I started this journey, everybody was pretty supportive genuinely and everybody wanted what was best for me so did you notice there were people around you that just didn't match your vision and you had yeah. to start like like you you're a very good guy but i could i see you. we started the episode today it's monday we start mondays doing mental health mondays from if you're a veteran to just regular ba like mental health issues that people are like feeling depressed from a long weekend like ilsa you know it's uh, you get people that surround you when when you talk mental health that sometimes are just dealing with their own life situations yeah. and you don't realize that until it's to it's till it's later how do you make sure you had to make sure you created special boundaries that you knew about yourself like your girlfriend moving away that had to be a huge thing in your heart that made you question am i doing the right thing how, how do i know that especially during down times when you had a moment of down especially through that how did you keep the negative talk and the people around you that were going to make sure that you knew you were going in the right direction? How did you I, keep Kevin balanced? That's I, the best question. I focused on service, Brandon. I, I focused on service and like 
I think there's two things that happen. I think people find something profitable and they try to convince themselves they're passionate about it. And there's people who find what they're passionate about and then connect the dots of how to make it profitable. Even when I was like 23 or 24 and I had, and my, my current girlfriend and I joke about this all the time. Cause I always say it on the podcast. I had friends with benefits. Like that's what I had at the time. I wasn't dating people, but you know what I was doing retrospectively looking, I was coaching them. I was genuinely coaching a lot of them through things that they were dealing with. And that's a theme in my life of like, I've always wanted to help other people. So I think I had enough belief in what I was doing that I was almost kind of like, I don't really need you to support me. I'm very stubborn. Like I'm just a very stubborn human being. And I think when I got that job opportunity and all my friends were like, wait, you're just going to like live on the road. And I was like, yeah. And my family was like, you're just going to be gone all the time. And I said, yeah, like that's, that's what I'm going to do. There is no other option. It's either I do this or I'm going to be miserable because I'm going to be broke for the next five years. Like, I'm just going to go do what I want. I, I do want to just say this. I think I'm a very interesting case study when it comes to that. I don't think most human beings are like that. But for me, like, I don't get messages and I never have of like, hey, what you're doing is stupid. It just nobody's ever messaged me that. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Alan's got a lot of those messages. I never have. Really? Yeah, me. No, you've me. got I, oh, every, everything I've I ever lucky do. Enough, I've been lucky enough. I haven't had any hiatus. But then again, we're still I, getting known and like, everything. So it's it's not haters. It's everybody has an opinion, and when you open up your vulnerability to these things, some people feel that their opinion is worth more than your respect. Yeah. And that's where I have the problem is I let everybody give me their opinion and don't stand on my own terms. And I listen because I try to be respectful. And that's where Kevin has this. And Kevin, I mean this in a complete compliment. I'm jealous of you on this. Like, I don't have that where I'm like, no. And then people listen where your partner he might say, well, let me hear what you have to say. And that's why he gets those other emails is people feel they, that they have that open way. Elsa does not get those emails, but I do. And that's why it makes for these unique things. And mm -hmm. I'm sitting there going, why did they choose me as the one that they want to bitch to about these things? And I say that as like, sometimes it's bitching. Sometimes it's literally them just wanting to be feel heard because they're not heard in another situation. And I see that that's always tough, but Kevin you don't have that persona. I would not call you to be like, Kevin, I don't think you're doing X, Y, and Z right because I have a feeling you could knock me out. Um, like, you started this a couple of years ago. You're pushing into your next level and building up Kevin to be the best Kevin. But I'm going to say this because I think you and I have the same heart on this, Kevin. You don't you, – you love yourself so much, but at the end of the day, you don't do any of this for yourself. You do it to really make sure you're putting out the best version of yourself – to help others. Yeah. And that's what you want to see. Why? I, I'm asking because I have that same heart and I love hearing other people's opinions on it. And you are reaching your dreams and that is not easy for people to do. That's why I love to give the floor to people that are doing amazing things like that. I appreciate, I appreciate all the compliments. I, I love the energy. I love the energy. And I want to speak to what you said, Brandon, too. So I'll try to circle back on that. Somebody asked me that recently. I was on an interview and they said like, what's the goal? And I said, our mission statement is we want to bring holistic self-improvement. We want to make it accessible 
to every human walking the planet for free, seven days a week. So we do an episode every day. Every episode is free. We want everybody in the world. And this is never going to happen, right? Like this is one of those goals that it's just going to make me stretch forever. But we want to bring holistic self-improvement to every human being walking the planet. Why? Because I think we can. I think that's, I think Alan and I have this unique thing of like, Alan's a grinder with a master's in business and he went to school for computer and electrical engineering. So he's like a genius. I can connect more with human beings. At least I could at the beginning. Alan's very good at that now. So we have <laughs> this unique perspective of we're willing to work harder than, and I don't, I don't mean this in a comparison way, but like I'm willing to work harder than other humans. Like I'm the never quit kid. Like I will just endure more pain than you. Uh, and the reason is I'll endure more pain than you. So you don't have to endure as much pain as I did. Like, that's what it's about for me. It's, it's a level of kind of in a way martyrdom without dying. Like, let me, let me fall through the ice to tell you if it's safe or not. Like, let me do it. I'm already going to do it. So I might as well share it with you. So I guess the, the short end of the answer is a lot of people are helping a lot of people. I just think we can do it in a more unique way, a more sustainable way, and a more impactful way in terms of breadth, amount, and depth, the actual quality of help. I just think that we are capable of shifting the world in some way, shape, or form. And when you have that belief, it, that belief goes from a thought to an imagination, to a responsibility. And I think that's kind of where we're at now. And Brandon, real quick, I want to I speak to what you said earlier. I think Alan has gotten more hate than I because Alan is more of a mirror. Alan is smarter than I am. He's six foot two. He looks like a Ken doll. He's a genius. So he, I'm five foot four. I'm, I'm sure I'm less intimidating, Brandon. So, and I'll tell you, I see your confidence that comes across. That's a mirror for a lot of people of like, oh, how dare he? How dare he lift up his shirt on a live broadcast? Like, oh my God, how dare he? And it's it's that scarcity of, I don't, and I was this person too, so I'm not talking trash. I don't get to be confident. Brandon doesn't either. So, hey, you, what you're doing is dumb. Like, don't waste your time. You're not helping anybody. I love, I've got a question. You say your podcast and everything is free, but how do you turn it profitable? If it's free, how do you do that? Because I'm, we, we have a podcast where we interview South African metal bands. It's called Stone Daisies to create a network for the for 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 the the the, the musicians in South Africa. But we're trying to 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 make that profitable as well. So I would love some advice if you can please give me some advice on that. Yeah. There's, there's many ways to monetize a show. I always tell my clients and we have a, so we also have a, a business called next level. <laughs> no, Mr. Kendall is not single. Um, we have a, a business where we help people start their show. So a lot of our income comes from helping other people with their podcast. Cause we are 700 episodes on YouTube and teaser clips and all that, but you can do affiliate links for you. What I would do is I would connect with the bands that you're talking about or talking to, tell them you will promote whatever tours or CDs that CDs they have. And I would take a commission off of every single one of those. That's what I would do. Uh, just oh, wow. a, an affiliate market of like, okay, we're going to talk about whatever the band name is. Okay. We're going to talk about you guys today and you have this tour coming up. 
cool. We're going to tell our listeners, let's create a unique link. Every ticket that comes through our podcast, you, we will get 10% of. So that's, that's one okay. way. Um, merchandise is another way. Like you could sell t-shirts, coffee mugs, you know, you can have little, little things like that. Um, always donations. Donations are always good for, for earlier, newer podcasts, but coaching is the play. I don't know if it's the same for you, Ilsa, because of what you're doing. Um, I don't think we'll be able to coach because they can already sing and I can't, so I can't really coach them with anything. <laughs> okay. Maybe what you could do is you guys could put together live events. And you could charge tickets to bring bands together. Like, there's many, many ways to. We were actually think we we were actually thinking of that having a festival with all the bands. It's great, it's a great idea. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. Reach out after too. We can. I'll, I'm I happy, will. happy to chat. So with that, now I'm trying to like work this way back into the conversation about you, but I want to keep going that way. But uh, I noticed on your website that you guys have weekly meetups, one-on-one -on -one group coaching that you share tips and all that. When you see a person is leveling up, do you have times where the coaching is almost like you're needing to like, it, like show them, look, look how far you've come mm -hmm. just to keep building them up. When you are the coach, you have to be able to see that in the people and build them to that next level how do you connect with your with your people to make sure they know that they keep moving in the right direction? And it, it, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. It's a great question. It's a great question. This is a good exercise for anybody. And you guys, I think this will resonate with you. Anytime I want to see how far I've come, I can go back and listen to episode number one. Garbage, terrible. It's not good, but I've come so far. So what I always suggest for people is take out your cell phone right now, record an audio or video journal about where you are in your life. How do you feel about yourself? What are you excited for? What are you overwhelmed for? What's going on in your life? What are you going through? What are you about to go through? Check in with that every single month. And then you'll have your own version of your past truth. That's, that's what I say to everybody. When it comes to clients, it's just the questions. It's just the questions of, okay, this is a great story. One day, somebody reached out to me and said, Kevin, I am terrified to talk to strangers. Like, I just don't like going up to people and asking them for questions or advice or whatever it may be. I'm, I'm terrified. And I was like, cool, me too. I think everybody is, right? Like, nobody wants to go up to a stranger and get rejected. Now, I was very in my zen personal development, trying to improve and help other people. So I said, this young lady's name was Amy. I said, Amy, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to the mall because she lived locally. I said, we're going to go to the mall and you and I are going to approach people. That's what we're going to do. Are you in? And she said, I'm in. And I was like, damn, I really, really was hoping that you were going to say no, because now I have to go do this and I'm afraid to do it also, but we're going to do it. Whatever it is, what it is. So we meet at the mall. I hug, we hug it out. I say, Amy, it's a pleasure to meet you. Let's do this. I just straight, I head straight to Starbucks to get a coffee because I'm like, I'm not ready to do this. I need, I need some Java delight in my life. So I go and I get some coffee. And I said, all right, Amy, this is what we're going to do. We are going to go into the store and we're going to ask about these beanbag chairs. I want you to pretend that you're interested. Go ask a question. They're going to talk to you. It's their job. Like they're going to talk to you. You're good. She did that. We went to another store, did that. Went to the food court, did that. We went to a bunch of different places and did it. We're getting ready to walk out of the mall. 
and there was these mechanical zoo animals for some reason in the mall. And I said, Amy, you know, it would be really, really fear chasing if we rode those. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. And again, I was like, damn, was really hoping <laughs> you say no to that. Cause I don't want to do that. But we ended up doing it. I recorded a video of it and I show that in my speeches. Anytime Amy has a moment, she's now on the team. She works, she's on the next level U team. Like she's been working with us for two and a half or three years now. Anytime she has a bad day, anytime she feels like she's not capable, I tell her about that. I say, hey, remember like what it was like when you started before you thought you could go back to school and you went back to school and got a 3.92? Like, do you remember what it was like before you met these people that you never thought you have the opportunity to meet? I think it's about creating perspective. It's about remember what it was like before you thought all of the things that you were doing now were even possible. Like, do you remember what that was like? And I have to do that on the days where it's hard, you know, I've had Christmases where I haven't been able to buy my girlfriend presents because I've been broke because I've been doing this. I've been doing the entrepreneurial thing. It's still better than being on the edge of the bed suicidal. The contrast is it's trending up. It's trending up. So if you're out there right now and you don't know how far you've come, I want you to look back on your rock bottom moment. And if it hasn't improved that much, then we have to figure out why. But awareness is always the first step. And then what you do with that awareness is, is your responsibility and it's up to you, but it, it does start with that first level of awareness, which can be hard. It's hard to look in the mirror, but you know, you either get the feedback along the way or you get it all at the end at once. And then that's when it's painful and debilitating a lot of times. I'm going to go with this is not so boom. So I actually, uh, have three questions that I'm, I could leave out of the screen here. This way I didn't forget any, but the first two you'll be able to answer very quickly. What are you reading right now? What book do you recommend everyone should read? And what would you say your greatest victory in your growth has been so far? What am I reading right now? I'm reading a book on nonviolent communication by, I believe his name is Marshall Goldstein or Goldenberg. Um, okay. I'm reading a social media marketing book by Gary V. I just read Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary V. So I'm a very specialized learner. It depends on what I need. Like when I needed to learn sales, I went all in on sales. When I needed to learn um, relationships, I went all in on relationships. But okay. what else am I reading right now? I'm always listening to some form of like Brian Tracy, um, oh. Jim, Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, yep. the, the, the goats. What I always suggest, this is a good one. I always suggest The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin because it helps you figure out who you are as a human being. And then uh, Mindset by Carol Dweck. It's about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Those are two really, really, really great books. And then what was the last question, Brandon? So the last question was, what would you say your greatest, uh, your greatest victory in your growth process has been? Mm. Um. When I, and I, I kind of mentioned this earlier, when I was, I believe I was 27, I found out that there is a Facebook message group for messages that you didn't accept yet. So one day I was just cleaning out my Facebook and I found a message from my father who I don't ever recall speaking to. And it was actually from my father's girlfriend. And she basically said, Hey, your dad wanted you to know that he's super proud of you and he sees what you're doing and he would absolutely love the opportunity to meet up if that's something that you feel you'd be open to. And I literally remember just bawling my eyes out, 
falling on the floor of like, I don't know what to do with this. Like it was too much awareness at once of like, wait, what? I didn't even know if my dad was still alive. I just, I had no idea where my dad was in school. They used to ask me what my dad did for a living. I just used to say construction. Cause I didn't know. I just, I had no idea. I didn't even know if he was still alive. My biggest victory was working up the courage to meet my father for the first time. That was one of the most healing, courageous things I've ever done. And it went really well. It was, it was great. But now it's like, I don't know if I'm ready to facilitate a long-term relationship because my life is very crazy and it's hard to work in a new family member when you're 32. It's just not an easy thing to navigate. Um, but I would say that particularly because of the stuff inside me, it unlocked. Like that unlocked a lot of things inside me of proving to myself that, look, you are courageous. You're a very courageous human being. And, and I think it's when it's the heart like that, I think that's what people struggle with. I've had a lot of people reach out to me and talk about that and talk about like, hey, how did you do that? Like, what was that like? And will it be worth it if I do it? It's like, well, I can't speak to whether it'll be worth it for you, but I can tell you it will open you up to something that you didn't believe you had for sure. I think when you have to deal with, 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 um, Trauma from your past like that, not having a dad or, or, or not having your dad present. And I don't think people realize the, 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 how far behind you are emotionally if you do not have that father figure in your life mm. to help you because that's the first love that we know is our parents' love. On, 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 on that conversation and everything, um, I wanted to know if you could now have, have a conversation with your 13-year-old self, what would you tell them? It's a great question. I would probably say all of the anger that you have right now is probably somebody else's more than it's yours. I was very angry when I was, when I was younger. I, I remember... So anybody watching who's like younger, uh, there used to be things called CDs that we used to buy before like <laughs> you could stream all your songs. And one of my negative activities, I used to just like smash CD cases. And when you smash a CD case, it charged into a bunch of small, sharp plastic pieces and I'd just be bleeding all over the place. So like I was very, I used to punch walls. I was just an angry, an angry kid. I would tell that version of me like, look, number one, this isn't the way to get your significance. Like don't get your significance by putting yourself through pain because it's not going to get you the significance you want. And number two, it's not your fault. Like you're 13. You don't even know what life is yet. Like you haven't done most adult things. You don't know how to drive a car. You don't know how to open a bank account. Like what is happening in your life at this point is probably not your responsibility or it's not your fault. It becomes your responsibility, but you probably didn't have much of a hand in it. So, hey, Kev, maybe the deck of cards you've been dealt is like some of them are crunkled up a little bit. You got like five or six jokers instead of four and you're missing a couple cards, but that's OK. You're 13. You have another, you know, 90 years on this planet. Like you got a lot of time to put it together. Don't worry as much now about the moments. Worry about the the, the way the trend is going. Don't focus on the pain now. Focus on the purpose later. What has been your biggest roadblock that you had to, or hurdle that you had to jump over? Yeah, that's um, negative aversion to money. 
growing up, we never had money. So I've always been very scarce with it. Can you elaborate on that? Because I don't think a lot of people understand that that is a very, very common mindset that people don't think, oh, no, I, I could have money. I could be rich. I could do this. Mm -hmm. I could have the nice car. But when they get it, they don't realize what it really is. And then changing that mindset and all that. Can you elaborate on that, Kevin? Because I talk a lot, but I love getting people to get the same things as me out there. So get it, buddy. Get it. Yeah. it's There's a saying that you could literally give everybody on the planet a million dollars. And within a couple of years, all the money would go back to the same people who had it in the beginning. There's a reason. It's the money habits. So I track my finances every day. Like I bought a, and again, this is the level of awareness I'm trying to have. I bought an iced mocha latte today that was like $4.71. That's a terrible purchase. I have coffee at home that I could just pour out and take with me. But it was like, honestly, I want it. So I'm going to do it. I have this scarcity. I, I've had the scarcity is something I'm working through that every dollar I have, I must hang on to because I'm not capable of making it back. Also, along with that, I think that in school, we're not taught about money. Like we're not taught that um, you should really, really track your finances and figure out like, can you actually afford that $417 car payment? That That has been a... I was making $13 an hour and I went and bought a $30,000 car because I was like, I'm getting overtime. This is great. And it's like, no, that wasn't the play because you got to pay that thing off for the next five years. So when I didn't have a job, I was still paying 400 and something dollars off every month of money that I didn't have. My, well, I'll take it off of money for, for right now. You have some sort of conditioning that is making you feel the way you feel about love, about your body, about money. Cause at the end of the day, all of that is energetic. So you might have some sort of energetic block from money. You're afraid of it. You've convinced yourself that people with money are bad people because in every movie, it's the rich people who are usually not very nice. And it's like, sure, there's that's definitely out there, but you can't help people if you can't help yourself. So I, I think it's just, if you grew up without money, understand that part of your unconditioning might be becoming more abundant with it. Like there's millionaires out there who are chasing the next dollar because they don't think they have enough. It's the mindset that's broken, not the habits, not broken, but needs, needs updating. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's a new, we're running on old software. Like when you're, when your phone needs an update, you plug it in and it updates and it gets new apps and everything's good. Human beings need to do the same thing, but it starts with understanding why do I actually think the way I think? Like what is quote unquote normal? Some people's normals are getting beaten when their parents come home drunk. That's their normal. Other people's normals are having people who do their dishes and their laundry and drive them to school in their Rolls Royce. That's normal. So we have to figure out what our normal is and what our normal has created for our expectations in our life and our futures. Get me fired up. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> I love it, Kevin. Keep being you, buddy. This I is will. definitely He hasn't used his F word, also. We forgot to tell him. I get you one. have one F word. You have one F word, and you can drop it anytime. And then we'll cheer you on because we like when people express themselves. Okay. In in a F word. I might use it or I might I might give it to one of you to use so you guys can have an extra one. 
You know what? We've got uh, our listeners are so kind that I've got two people's bags full of F words. <laughs> 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 so I think I've got enough now. <laughs> I wanted to know what is something that people um, misunderstood about you in your past. Um, you in both a positive and a negative way, you can't really judge a book by its cover because mine would have been the opposite. I have tattoos. I was unreasonably in shape, like all the way in shape, excessively in shape. I had this really good job. All the pictures of my ex-girlfriend and I were amazing. Everything seemed amazing, but nobody ever knew the questions to ask me to figure out if I was actually happy. So I would say that they would, in my past, a lot of people would connect my level of perceived success and assume it was parallel with my level of happiness. And this is, this is something that I know a lot of people who are very successful. And if you go on their social medias, it looks like they have everything together. Everything's amazing. Everything's shiny. Everything's put in the right place behind the scenes they're not necessarily any happier than you or I. They're just really good at showing the highlights. And that's like, I love social media. Social media has given us the opportunity to impact hundreds of thousands of people. It's amazing. But if you compare, if you play the comparison game now with social media, you're going to lose because people aren't showing their real lives. They're showing their real polished lives. And even I, like I'm in the studio. Like we have a studio. There's a reason we got this studio because it looks good because I want people to take me seriously. And if, if I have a custom podcast studio, right, wrong, or indifferent, human nature says you're going to take me a little bit more seriously because it's rare. What's rare is relished. And what I, and again, you can use this in the wrong way, but what I have seen on social media is it's not about what you know. It's about what you can show. And that's why it's a dangerous game. I might know, and I do believe I know more about podcasting than most human beings. I don't necessarily have the biggest podcast in the world yet. When I do, people will think like, oh yeah, he must know everything. If I pulled up in a Ferrari, people are going to take me more seriously. People who value Ferraris at least, right? So that's what I would say, Ilsa. I think it's the perception of what's real and what's real are very, very rarely the same thing. And Unless you've lived both sides, you kind of don't know. You'd never know what to ask. Correct. Correct. Uh, so I'm going to say one word, and you you can take this and answer it in any way, Paul, any way you want, but I want to bring your website up first for everybody. That way, when they go to your website, they're able to see it. I'm going to give it a full screen. Guys, don't forget to go check it out. Uh, get to the next level in your life. Uh, even reading everything down to the, down to the bottom, I was like, this is the most professional website. Like this is well done. Uh, the guests that they've interviewed, do not waste any time. Click the link, go over there and make sure you guys actually do subscribe to everything because truth be told guys, like there's a lot here. Uh, what I want to ask you, the one word I'm going to ask you ready. I've been feeling this word on my heart a lot lately. And I've been wondering what it means to me. And I was writing about it this morning, the word intentions. Mm. It's what does that word mean to you? And why does it people say you say intentions are like goals and all this other stuff. But like when you do everything with an intention, 
how much it changes your perception on good and bad. Yeah. Goals are what you want to do. Intentions on what are, are what you plan on doing. So, and I've, I've definitely been slacking on this, but when Alan and I go to events, we set an intention. When we do an episode, we set an, what is the intention you want for this episode? An intention is a commitment to the outcome that you want, where a goal is the outcome that you want. That's all it is. It's just like, I decided I wanted this thing. That's what I want. The intention is the commitment and the focus on that thing. Our mentor says, set an intention, pay attention, coincidence happens. And that's, it seems like that's the way it works. That's the way it feels. If you set an intention, this is the law of attraction in a, in a nutshell. You set an intention. Okay, cool. I intend on getting on more podcasts and more opportunities like that, right? Set an intention. Uh, then I hear about a website that matches people who want to be on podcasts. Set an intention, pay attention to that. Coincidence happens. Here I am. That's kind of what everything is. If you set an intention to find a partner, you're going to be looking, right? Versus saying, I really wish I had a, a great partner. That's, that's good. That's a goal. But it's the intention of, I intend on finding my dream mate this year. Because you're going to be looking at people, places, things, and ideas differently. So I think it primes your subconscious mind versus a goal, which is usually just you doing, 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 not being. An intention is being. What What is the best advice that you have gotten from anybody that helped you in your your, your plans to, to, to um, your trust and everything? Uh, one of our mentors, Evan Carmichael, said your purpose comes from your deepest pain. And I think out of anything that anybody's ever said, that stands so true. And it's helped okay. me communicate with people of like, look, I know, I know you've been through the ringer, but like, that's where your greatness comes from. You know, imagine somebody who's never had to fight for anything in their life. It's going to be really hard for them to start now. But if you've been fighting for things your whole life, all you got to do is switch what you're fighting for. And it's a completely different life. I would say that, um, that's probably the biggest one. Like your adversity is your advantage if you use it correctly. That's what I would say. Thank you for that. I I just want to make sure I do it so everybody sees it. I don't even push myself like I do. Like I do. Like you saw the commercial in between. Your face was priceless because like all of a sudden on the screen is my face from the paid sponsorship, and you're like it's me talking about my companies, and you're like, I watched it. I loved it. Uh, but like for real, you you have a passion behind you, and you have a wonderful voice that you're using in such a positive way. And Kevin, like every week we, we talk every day, Monday, Elsa and I are on Monday through Friday. We come on in the morning to get that East coast, that shot at Java to get over the hump and into the, the lunchtime, the West coast, the chance to be able to like start their day in a positive way. And we just try to bring positive people on and you turn around and come on and you didn't just spark everybody. You got us all excited. You got the week off to a great start. Uh, I even have Brett Gordon in the back who usually is asleep by now <laughs> and he's back there like helping run the show and he's doing, he's awake and keeping into this. So Kevin, the beginning of the show, we talked about struggles and boundaries and all these other things and got into a really good discussion. 
before we go into our final goodbyes, which Ilsa is going to tell you about after this, but before we go into those, how does Kevin take care of himself and what would you do for self-love on a mental health Monday? It's great. Great. So I basically break my day up into 80, 20. So I try to work 80% of the day and I try to relax for 20. So mental health Monday, what I will do is I will be in the studio. We will record our six episodes. We will do our live podcast. I will go home tonight and I will snuggle on the couch with my amazing girlfriend for two hours before we go to bed. Like that is my cup fill. My self-love is seeking solitude. I'm in front of this camera all day. I'm on my, you know, my cell phone has so many messages. So like, there's a lot of Kevin going out. I like to just be just to sit in silence by myself. And I'm also a huge fan of mixed martial arts. So any opportunity I get to catch a fight is a, is a huge plus for me also. MMA or UFC? MMA. MMA is UFC. UFC is MMA. I know, but you know that uh, what's the other one they do? That's UFC. It's their there's, counterpart. There's Bellator and there's Bellator. I like, I both. only ask. Uh, so after we get off the show, I'm going to give you someone new to follow as well. Uh, he's a professional UFC fighter that wears my brand. Sorry. Go ahead. Elsa. take us into the final spot. I also like UFC. I don't know if it's trying to find out moves before I got divorced so I can slap my mother-in-law around. But also like like watching that. Sometimes people need slaps. But in any case, um, are we going to say goodbye now? Do you want me to take you into that? You just throw me into the deep end here and I have no idea what to do now. That is not the deep end. That is like literally the shallow end. <laughs> you know how we end each show. So the way we end each show is we get positive affirmation. No, no, you lost your chance. I'm muting you now too. Uh, <laughs> we set positive intentions and we give everybody a really good inspirational way, whether that's your favorite quote, whether it's some part of a song that you just want to sing, uh, whatever it is that's on your heart that helps people be able to see the positive in going through their day. So because Elsa wants to pick on me and act like she didn't know what she was doing, Elsa, would you show us how this is done? Then we'll do Brett, me, and Kevin. You're going to be the one that ends our show for us today. All right? Done. It's Monday. My thing says muted. Don't be nasty. It's Monday and you guys are going into Monday. Uh, the weekend is over. I have some positive affirmations that I just want you to say this morning when you look into the mirror while brushing your teeth. It is, I am unstoppable. I am worthy. I am loved. I am capable. And I am magnificent. So just go into Monday. Be magnificent help someone be nice um go out of your way and tell your story because your story might be might change someone else's life you never know what the next person is going through love and light to everybody now you can hear me (laughs) uh i would say just be present in your presence, meaning be here and now, be present to those that are around you, be present to yourself in the present. 
not in the past, not in the future. Be present in the present because the present is the intersection of the past and the future. So do that and feel from your heart. Try to get out of your head, which is where I oftentimes spend, but get into your heart and you will feel when it's right to do the things that you want to do. Well said. Do you ever respond to people just quickly? You just respond. First thing that comes into your head. I'm notorious for that. And something I was taught is I need to learn to think before I talk. It's never been my best quality. But what I've been working on is setting intentions. And one of the intentions I actually set is when I'm having conversations with people is stopping and taking a breath. And in that breath, I take the time to breathe it in, hold it for a second, and then answer. And that way, and then breathe out and answer. And the reason I've been trying that is that breath gives me the time to actually think instead of just respond. It gives me a second to say, well, wait a minute, that's going to sound more emotional. That's going to sound more angry. That might sound more like this. How can I change that word and catch myself? So maybe today, before you dive into the day and run around and trying to find who you are or whatever, the self-love, take that moment to love yourself enough to take a breath and not always have the answer for everyone. Because I know I do that a lot. All the pressure. The pressure is on. Okay, one of my favorite quotes to live by, your reality becomes the parts of your imagination you hold on to the longest. I think a lot of us get lost in the fact that we literally only have one chance at this weird thing called life. I would rather, and I think most people would rather chase their passion and chase what they really, really, really enjoy doing and just get 50% of the way there because you're going to be 50% closer to your actual dreams. The people who have the results you want have probably had the imagination longer and they've probably been doing it more consistently. So you can have whatever you want in your future as long as you're willing to do the work, do the self-work, show up. Your reality becomes the parts of your imagination you hold on to the longest. Mm. Well said. Well thank said. You. Guys, what a great episode this was. Uh, Kevin, thank you for being on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for the audience participation today. If you haven't already hit subscribe, please go click subscribe. Uh, Kevin's Kevin's YouTube page is full of positivity and stuff. Everything that we here focus on at, at Delight Cafe. So please make sure to show him the support. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow is a new day. And guess what? I'm grateful that all of you are here. And I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow. Kevin, hang out backstage for a few minutes. We'll be right there. Right Guys, on. have a... Have a great one, guys. Thanks.